just when you maybe count him out, Jeff Capel wakes up and throws a punch in the positive direction, maybe a punch or two. This is mic'd up here on Pittsburgh Sports Live, and we're keeping it with the mothership for this show here with Pittsburgh Sports Now, and in for good reason, because Jeff Capel's been doing work this offseason, and maybe under the radar for the most part, but now lands his highest recruit he has had in his tenure at Pitt in Dior Johnson. I'm Mike Oste, that's Mike Pakovacan, and we are going to touch on what this means, the maybe surprise factor of how this happened. And then when you factor in Nellie Cummings and others, how this offseason has been for Jeff Capel and the outlook for this team, because as we touched on on past shows, he needed to do work this offseason. And many feel his job is on the line and anything outside of significant improvement, regardless of where that takes you, would be the end of the line for Jeff Capel. So, Mike, we're going to start it at the top with Jeff Capel landing his highest ranked recruit, at Pitt, and obviously he started his Pitt tenure and came to Pitt as a big-time recruiter and people talking about what he can do recruiting-wise. Granted, that maybe was easier at Duke under Coach K, where he's not even the head man, granted, doing most of the work recruiting, but it's hard to sell it if you have the grades and you're good enough, and why would you not want to be at Duke if you certainly could get there? It's been a mixed bag at Pitt. Obviously, Justin Champagny going from a three-star to what he became and, and, and getting himself uh, NBA money. Others maybe not giving fans as much excitement. And then the, the seasons have been up and down. Even when they've had players, they've either dealt with injuries, drama, etc. And obviously, the wins and losses have not been there enough. For Jeff Capel, we all know what happened this past season on and off the court, and it was just a season that I'm sure Pitt fans want to forget. Before we get into the full offseason, what does getting Dior Johnson mean for Jeff Capel, and how did he pull this off, in your estimation? Uh, this is big for Jeff. This is obviously uh, Capel's highest-rated recruit, uh, how he got him um, – relationships uh people connected with uh dior johnson with his roots to new york uh this was a shocker for everyone there's no question about it because this kid just uh recently decommitted from oregon uh within the last week and then Pitt all of a sudden uh has a scholarship available uh don't really you know, some people wondered about, uh, you know, why would they go after another point guard? You don't worry about that. If, 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 a, if a four or five star talent becomes available and he's interested in your program, yeah, you find room for him. You, you don't say, well, we already have a couple guard. No, you take talent and then, and then you deal with it later. Uh, this is just, this is big for Jeff Capel um, because this is not just, this is not a Jeff, just the Jeff Capel thing here. This is big for Pitt just yeah. because it's going to give them some positive momentum uh, going into the season. I already see it with the fan base. I see some people already saying, well, uh, Capel, I'm, I'm going to give him another shot. Uh, you know, Pitt's going to be interesting this year now. It, it just gives fans hope that they're able to possibly compete with some of the guys with the roster he's uh, put together and also compete with recruits because as you mentioned, Mike, that was Jeff Capel's calling card, getting players. He went out and got this guy. This guy was yeah. a former, uh, top 30 player in the country. Um, he, he's a, he, he's a player. 
Is there some things that, you know, maybe have to be worked out with him with his personality? Yeah. But a lot of times that happens with a lot of good players. And that's going to be Jeff. That's part of coaching too, is dealing with personalities and dealing with 18, 19 year old kids. And right. uh, Cape will take that every day of the week. If he's able to land a guy like Dior Johnson and, this will also help with recruiting for next year. Uh, people will see this. Uh, this guy has uh, a national following. And when I say that, he has 500,000 Instagram followers. That, 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 that's the right. deal with this guy. Is he, He's a national brand. Uh, he's created himself. He's uh, huge on Twitter. It, it, people know, kids know about him, recruits know about him. This will no doubt open some kids eyes up when looking at Pitt just because of uh, this player being on their roster. Mike Fakova, Ken, Mike Oste here, mic'd up here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now, talking Jeff Capel, talking recruiting, talking Pitt basketball landing, the highest ranked recruit in the Jeff Capel era and ranked exactly 37 overall, recorded 24-7 sports, the number seven point guard. You did mention they already had point guards in the fold, Nellie Cummings in particular, uh, relatively a hometown kid here, coming in after being at Colgate and doing it there and obviously from Lincoln Park and success he's had there so you add excitement with a local flavor and a kid that maybe now has got to this pit level and wanting to be a part of the ascension of pit and, and get them back in a tournament and kind of show them the way because he's been there and done that before himself and then you get a national brand as you mentioned mike and i think to really put it bluntly Dior johnson is cool <laughs> that's what it is he's cool to people his age and his generation and maybe even people a little bit older and what it's going to do twofold is get more eyeballs on pit regardless of television and what network they're on and when they're going to be on, because again, Pitt is coming off of not the greatest of seasons recently, but he's going to help get it back in a national attention, get it back into a, becoming a national brand. And it's a big deal when you're dealing with an ACC conference with a lot of national brands there. So if you have a player that's national brand, that can certainly help you become a national brand. You did mention though, already having a point guard, just wanting to get solid, great players. And that makes tons of sense. How And this is obviously very, very early because there's a surprise factor of even landing this recruit, and this is now less than 24 hours later as we're recording this. But any thoughts on how he fits in and how this works? Because obviously some promises were made to others and th conversations were made to others, Nellie Cummings that I mentioned, obviously of tons of playing time. You, you work in this with two of them on the court at the same time. Obviously, Dior Johnson's going to have to get PT. Any thoughts on how this works? That's the number one question that I've seen on uh, Twitter uh, and uh, other places. People want to know how uh, how is all this going to work when you have him? You got the uh, transfer guard, Greg Elliott from Marquette, another right. guard. Right. Uh, you have Jamarius Burton. You, you got a lot of you got a lot of pieces. And that's, you know, I guess that's why Jeff Capel makes the big money. He's going to have to figure this out. Um, I, I, I don't think it's. I would find it hard to believe whether he it's whether it's uh, you know I know people could say what you know coaches could say what they want uh, as far as they have to earn playing time and stuff like that and I get sure, I, sure. I, I get I get all that yeah but uh, I, I would find it uh, I would be very shocked that if uh, maybe not the first game of the season but once you get into a couple games into the season, if this guy isn't in your starting lineup, it's right. not as though you're dealing with a team that 
had an embarrassment of riches of talent last year. <laughs> so you're going to find a way to get him on there. As far as him and Cummings together, Nelly Cummings is going to start. Uh, he's going to start. I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibility that both these guys, I, I would go with, and I talked to some people, I would go with the Villanova model uh, as far as uh, multiple guards, multiple point guards, and going with a small lineup. I was going to say, then you have a small lineup, which the only concern there is, and what Pitt fans have talked about the last couple of years, is needing maybe multiple bigs or rebounding being a thing. Because even during the Justin Champagny ascension, he wasn't exactly your traditional big, but he was getting boards. And we see that's not going to happen for him in the NBA. Nobody else was. Unless he gave you double-doubles, there was just no rebounds. And teams that struggle in college basketball usually do struggle rebounding, even if you have solid guard play. He'll find a way. to. There's a lot of minutes out there. Uh, right. He'll, I, I, I would, uh, I was doing this last night. I, I was looking over the roster and it's really a good roster. Uh, I'm not saying it's ACC championship roster. <laughs> yeah. But we were going to get there at, too. When you look at what he uh, and his coaching staff were able to do as far as uh, that was, a, that's a hard, people think, you know, that's an easy thing to do. Get rid of eight or have eight, eight open scholarships and then no. try to fill that up. That's not easy, no. especially when you're pit and you're trying to recruit kids to come to pit when you're yep. not playing well. It's not as though you're trying to say, hey, come to uh, Villanova or Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, kids will be running there. Th that isn't the case. And I thought he I, I think uh, what he was able to do, especially in their backcourt. I, I would see if we're talking about a starting lineup right now and how he's going to get these guys together. I would say uh, we're looking at Cummings, we're looking at Johnson, we're looking at Jamarius Burton, we're obviously looking at Hughley. And then the last spot is, I think it's going to be a lot with uh, maybe who they play with matchups, but it could be a guy like Blake Hinson. He was a, uh, another transfer that played big-time basketball at Ole Miss. Um, he's 6'8". He's a guy that could uh, give you some length down below. Uh or you could do Nike Sabondi. I would probably have Sabondi be the first guy coming off the bench, and he could play. He could spell either Johnson or Cummings or Burton. I think he's kind of a swing guy, and I think that'd be a pretty good luxury for Pitt if you're able to have somebody like Sabondi uh, not starting and uh, having the luxury of him coming off the bench being the first guy, and then you have – you know, all the other guys, the Diaz Graham uh, twins. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of options for Jeff Capel this year. And I, 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 it's an interesting roster. And last year they had a roster that I don't know that he felt comfortable giving some guys some minutes. And that's why he played uh, his top six or seven guys so heavy minutes. And he didn't really dip into guys eight through 13 on the roster. I could see this roster right here, uh, him regularly going 10 or 11 deep with the, with the amount of options he has on this roster, which I think is, uh, which is a good thing. I don't think he's going to be afraid yeah. uh, to use players this year because I think he actually has guys on his bench that can actually help him instead of just filling time. What's a great thing for a coach at any level? 
options. Yeah, yeah. you you, you want to have options. You want to have options. And really, it's a good problem to have. And I really think, and we did past shows on this, even as recent as three months ago, certainly coming off of the, the season that Pitt just had, if anybody would have told you that, number one, Pitt would have all these options and Jeff Cable would have multiple really <laughs> starting point guards and tr- you'd have a prototypical point guard in Ellen Cummings. You have maybe a more of a, a, a modern day point guard now in, in Dior Johnson. It's positioned as basketball possibly, which is a modern style maybe that Pitt's going into that also could be very attractive to future recruits to hear this being positioned as basketball. That might be more of it. Nobody would have believed you months ago because as you mentioned, eight opening scholarships he had to fill here. And yeah, it includes transfers, but that's the way of the world. A lot of work Jeff Capel had to do. And again, tons of pressure on him. And we'll get to that in a moment too. You got to turn this into some wins and losses in the positive direction, or this is going to be really bad for Capel, but he's done his work recruiting, which is what he had to do. And the other end of it is, Nike Savandi wasn't around last year. Two years ago, if anybody can remember, he was really emerging as maybe the force that could lead Pitt into the next generation and be that bridge star player after Champagny. Obviously, he wasn't there last year. To think that he would then be coming off the bench after him not being there last year was such a death nail, really, and the Horton mess. That's amazing, too. That, that That's really amazing, too, because you figured that him not being there last year and then maybe at least you get him this year in this important season for Capel – but now you maybe don't need him as much, even though obviously he's going to be a key cog and you do need him. You don't need him as much to start and get big minutes because of the work that Jeff Capel did in the offseason. Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to be uh, – I, I don't know that the minutes uh, – I, I don't know that starting is going to matter. I, right, I think that's, gonna, that's I, fair. I think, yeah. I, I think it's going to be who is produ- uh, producing for him and – I think the big thing is at the end of the game, I, I think you're going to see a, a stat sheet of uh, as far as the 40 minutes go, I think you're going to have a lot of guys uh, with high minutes. So I, it, may, it may not matter when you get those minutes as far as the beginning or whatever, but in crunch time, you know, obviously you'll have his best players, but I think he's going to have the option of just spelling guys in and out. And as far as, you know, people, I know, a lot of eyes are going to be on the, uh, the the twins from Spain, the Diaz Graham uh, guys. I think this is going to give him also the luxury of letting those guys develop, and uh, before he has to throw them into action. Uh, so, right. uh, very tra- tremendous job for Pitt. I, I'm, I'm this is uh, I'm very shocked at what he was able to do. Uh, with this uh, with this roster, uh, it, 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 it's going to be a competitive roster and one that I would be shocked uh, that it, Pitt doesn't have a winning record this year. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I, I just I, I just think that there's there's enough veteran talent that you know if you're talking about just bringing in a, a bunch of young guys. Then you know those guys have to learn how to play real college basketball. A majority of these guys that have, uh, that are coming in here, right, have have their, their transfers and even yeah. tournament. I mean, Nelly Cummings has literally played yeah. in the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, and a lot of these guys have been around college basketball before in one way or the other. Uh, a guy that we haven't even brought up yet is another former four-star shooting guard, Cassius McNeely. He's been uh, considered one of the best three-point shooters uh, coming out of high school, a former four-star recruit. 
uh, big kid, uh, 6'4", 6'5", guard. He's a guy we even even talked about. He's another shooting guard mm. that I didn't even bring up as far as an option, uh, as far as in the backcourt goes. That, that, so that's what I'm talking about, the depth. That guy depth. shows if, – if that guy shows uh, the coaching staff that he has it going, he's going to force his way into uh, playing time. And that just got me to think of something. The biggest, aside from the veteran depth that this uh, coaching staff was able to do this year, bring in the biggest thing that they corrected from last season, as far as what I could see, this team was a miserable for the last two to three years, three point shooting team. Yep. They, they got guys now, at least on paper, we'll see what they do here. They brought in a handful of guys now that can shoot it from the outside. And, and you're going to have guys get hot in games. And that's what you mentioned about tweaking the lineup. You're going to have guys that maybe coming off the bench are going to get hot in games, or maybe the, the bench and starting doesn't matter as much. But yeah, having three-point shooting is a yes. big deal. And Pitt has not had that for several years now, right? Yeah, and that's, and that's going to – the biggest beneficiary of that is going to be Hughley. Uh, teams aren't going to be able to collapse on him as much. Uh, you know, he's obviously still going to get a lot of attention. But when you got when you have a couple guys on the outside that are able to uh, be a threat three-point shooting-wise, defenses are going to have to respect that, and they're going to have to play them out there. And that's yeah. going to – that's going to free things up for Hughley down low uh, a little bit. Exactly. So. You can't you can't just go to the pain and crash the pain. Yeah. You do have it, – it, 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 it's simple stuff, really. You have a big and you have shooters around them. Right. It's, it's, it's exactly what you want when you have a player like Hughley. Again, Mike Pekovic and Mike Osta here as we're talking pit basketball. We're talking Jeff Capel's work that he's been doing this offseason and improving this team to say the very least. You did mention you expect them to at least have a winning record. You'd yeah. be shocked if they don't. I was going to get there in a moment here. We will end with that. But I also do want to mention and do want to ask you this, because we talked about this on past shows and our Jordan Mikulowski touched on this as well. Ugly being there, how much of a factor is that in landing these other players? Now, some of them maybe would come anyway. I know Cummings talked about wanting to do this at Pitt as he ends his college career, et cetera. Eor Johnson, a bit of a surprise, but a national brand. Obviously, Jeff Capel had to sell him regardless of who's on this team. He knows the record last year and the year before. And I'm not saying Ugly by himself is all of a sudden going to become player of the year and call it basketball. But that is a, a star type player that can be your driving force that you mentioned exactly what it can do for those shooters of seeing a big underneath who can dominate the paint. Maybe that'll be the rebounder and get shooters around him. That opens up space for them. Maybe they're going to have defenders who are going to be dealing with Ugly, So they're not going to be double, double team that often you're going to have multiple guys in terms of spacing, what has Ugly done by himself, maybe to help Jeff Capel in this offseason of recruiting to try to quickly turn this around? And if Ugly was not there, would this be a little bit lesser of a class that Jeff Capel's been able to pull off this offseason? Is there a Ugly factor? Oh, there's no question about it. He's the face. Uh, you know, Dr. Johnson might be a national brand, and all. Right. You, know, you mentioned all these other guys, Cummings and Sabandi, and. Uh, you know, whoever else you want to mention, Burton. Uh, Pitt basketball is John Hughley next season. When, when, when they have the opens for the basketball games and when the announcers come on at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Uh, the He'll first face guy, will be on the program, the first yeah, one, I'd imagine. He's, he's the first guy they're going to mention. Uh, he has turned himself into a Pitt guy as far as his 
what he was able to do, uh, overcoming some off-the-court off, off obstacles, turning things around for himself, and just buying into the pit program uh, as far as uh, endorsing it to recruits, uh, endorsing it to the players, endor- endorsing it to the country as far as his uh, belief and uh, dedication to you know Pitt and Jeff Capel in particular. Uh, a bunch of the big guys, a bunch of the guys, when we talk to these guys about uh, arriving at Pitt, <clears throat> uh, three quarters of them uh, have all mentioned or more uh, somewhere in our conversation with these guys, their uh, anticipation of wanting to play with uh, Hughley. He, he's, he's a player. People realize that, and he's going to help those guys. And one thing I want to mention, uh, cause it's, you know, it's obviously the uh, topic around the country, not just with Pitt, but the NLI. Yeah. Uh, yeah that uh you know people wonder when is pits you know so the nil yeah and i nli yeah it's hard it's hard yeah. Say it three times uh, uh when is it when was that going to step up or are they going to be able to do that trust me uh i don't have any details but I, I i would tell you that uh that that played a factor i i believe in both hughley and dior johnson I, I would imagine for Dior Johnson. Uh, yeah, I don't know. His yeah. Instagram alone could get money, honestly, yeah. when you talk about influencers. Yeah, yeah, five, yeah uh, 500,000. Uh, that's ridiculous. Right. So there's going to be endo- – I would imagine there's going to be endorsers just off the IG account, and then obviously he's going to need some kickback. Uh, yeah, so there has to be. In NIL. Yeah. Uh, so Pitt I, – I don't, I don't – I doubt that it's uh, Jordan Addison money out of USC. But uh, people at Pitt or people in their team there uh, stepped up uh, in some way. There's no uh, question about it in order to possibly keep Hughley uh, here at Pitt. And also, I, I would have to uh, – this is just me speculating here, but I would, uh, I'm confident – I don't say things unless I'm pretty confident in them. Uh, I, I would have to believe that in some fact in some fashion, uh, those people stepped up uh, in order to be able to be able to close the deal with Dior Johnson in less than a week. The guy just uh, announced uh, he was decommitting, and then less than a week, he uh, commits to Pitt. So somebody over Pitt stepped up. Uh, oh yeah, hundred percent. It, it, it's it's a, a team way. And, and that's a good thing. Right. And then that, right. this is not a knock. That's right. Today's college basketball. That's that's basketball or not basketball. That's that's college athletics yep. in 2022. If you want to be relevant, if you want to uh, play the game, um, and you know be a factor as much as you can be, you have to play that game now. And I think uh, both the uh, all programs uh, realize this now, but in particular the pit football and pit basketball programs uh, realize that. And uh, I'm guessing that played a factor in uh, I'm just going to name those two as far as uh, them being in uniforms uh, next season. And we've had past conversations. So has everybody really in this day and age about the impact of the NIL and 
Pitt football maybe saw that. Their best season in 50 years, and then you lose a Blitnikoff winner in Jordan Addison, clearly about money, clearly about NIL. So it does go to show because there was a conversation after that happened about both Pitt football and Pitt basketball and really Pitt athletics in general, that even when you have great seasons and even if you have great people there and say you have a great recruiter, that you only can do so much because if you have a national brand kid, he's going to want to be in Los Angeles. He's going to want to be in Miami. There's more money there, better NIL deals, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now this is an example of a kid with 500,000 Instagram followers. He doesn't have any connection to Pitt in terms of a family member going here. There's no emotional heartstrings being pulled here, like say Anelli Cummings in in terms of a a local connection. He's a national brand. He could have went to other places. He had commitments other places. Pitt's not coming off of anything special on the court and Jeff Capel's job is in jeopardy. I mean, that's a factor too, when you think about coming to Pitt, because we talked about that. That's harder for Jeff Capel to sell. I think I can do it. There's pressure though this year. We haven't been good. And hey, if we don't get it done, I'm likely gone. That that could give a lot of concern and pause to some kids to want to come over for that risk. And yet he decided, no, I'm going to come. And likely, obviously, money is part of that. And then I and then ideal Eldale was part of that. So that that does show that the boosters, whoever had to do this, stepped up and that Pitt in Pittsburgh can compete nationally with a national recruit again the highest recruit jeff capel got mike fakov again mike ostey we got to end it this way as we've been talking about pit landing dior johnson jeff capel's highest ranked recruited pit and what it has now done for pit basketball this coming season a very important pressure cooker for jeff capel obviously what it means to the roster the lineups etc and others who are there you kind of alluded to this earlier what are your expectations for this team this coming season you mentioned a winning record. Obviously, a tournament would be pie in the sky, maybe, but maybe NIT could be a possibility. I mean, something of postseason basketball certainly would be a bright spot after the last couple of years. What are your expectations realistically? And what needs to happen for Jeff Capel to be there in the future based on the kids that are now there? This is not cupboard bare like last year with Horton and Zabondi and others not able to play for different reasons. And people said, okay, you can't lose to Colgate. That's embarrassing. But we knew it wasn't going to be a great season. There are horses there now, and people actually are going as far as predicting this team could compete for some type of postseason action. What does Pitt need to do, and what is Pitt going to do now? Early predictions, obviously, with this roster. Uh, I, I think, you know, we're going to see what their non uh, – I can't imagine they're going to beef up their non-conference schedule too much, but um, <clears throat> I, I, th- I think this is going to be Jeff Capel's first winning season at Pitt. Um I, I think they should uh, have a better than uh, 500 record in the ACC. Uh, I, I think they'll compete for postseason play. What that is, I don't know. But uh, they just have to stay in. The key guys have to stay uh, injury free, uh, you know, obviously, hugely. Uh, guys have to stay out of, you know, have to be on the court. Uh, but I, but as we talked about, I think they have some depth that will be able to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they lose somebody, I think I think they're prepared with, uh, you know, having a roster that's uh, eleven deep uh, that that can probably play this season. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun year at Pitt, and uh, you have a winning record. I don't think Jeff Capel's good. The only way Jeff Capel isn't back next season is if they have a losing record. If, if, if they have a losing especially record, with what he did in the players yeah. that are there now you got to at least get a winning record with yeah if, if they have a losing record with this roster uh not that this roster is uh duke like or sure. like sure. I, I, I 
I, I want to caution fans uh, with, with that too. When I'm when I'm saying when I'm talking about their roster and my excitement for it, it's still not there yet. It's it, 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 it's a good roster, but it, but it's a roster you don't want every year to be uh, having to rely on no. bringing in transfers every year. No, that, that, no, that's not the even in this climate that's very risky for a program yes. like Pitt. And I guess the the better thing to say is this roster is light years from where it was last year, but still yes. many light years to go yes. to be able to say you built and you now brought this program back right. to glory and Jeff Capel's accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. It's really factual to say this offseason and this roster was needed to happen now as hard as it was. People are surprised he could pull this off, but he kind of had to uh, to not make this a three or four year rebuild and have him not be there. But yeah, this this roster is not going to go ahead and go to the final four. But if this ends up as a winning record and gets in the NIT with this roster and this recruiting, that is a, a significant jump from a season ago. And we have seen teams though look at Baylor and I'm not saying it's this that roster as well. We have seen teams go from out of the tournament to a natural championship like Baylor or other program. I'm not saying Pitt's going to do that, but if ever you're going to make a big jump, this is how you do it in an offseason, and this is the type of roster that could get you there. There's reason for some excitement. Yeah, this roster uh, is a very uh, – is a big improvement from where it's been the last season, and I think it's going to get better in the future. Uh, he, he already has uh, a four-star commitment from Cleveland – and they're expecting on Wednesday, um, yeah, Wednesday the 15th, uh, tomorrow, uh, it's likely they're going to be getting another commitment from a four-star guard from uh, shooting guard from, uh, from the Maryland area, who's a, a tremendous, tremendous shooter uh, and a volume score. The guy can, uh, I was watching his film, uh, love his game. And he's going to be a uh, addition for Pitt. So things are looking on the upswing, and and he's able to get these guys, and he's not going to have to uh, look so much in the transfer portal. And that's going to be uh, something I think the fan base will like because I don't think they like hearing guys transfer out of the program uh, year after year. They want some stability, and uh, winning does that. When you lose, people leave. Uh, coaches get rid of players. Uh, so hopefully we'll see what happens this year, but I think things for the first time in a while, uh, legitimately things are, uh, slightly, I don't want to go overboard here, but, uh, <laughs> things are s- slightly trending upward, uh, for the pit basketball program and Jeff Capel. Yeah. And I have seen some predictions of grandeur. I'll call them too. So we have to keep it sane. And you also got to keep those expectations and comments sane because if you get too wild, that's the, you know that's going to make it even tougher on the, in terms of the look for Jeff Capel as well. But he needed to do work this offseason. He did work this offseason. By far, Jeff Capel's best offseason, most important offseason. Maybe he could have his best season in terms of winning record. All of those things have to happen. I think a reasonable bar of a winning record is very, very fair to say because and again, maybe a winning record in conference play that hasn't happened. That'd be very fair to say. NIT would be nice, but any, any a winning record certainly would mean something. And you did mention it's not just about this year. There are tea leaves for next year and the year after that. And if a winning record's there, Jeff Capel will be around. If a winning record's not there, uh, well, who knows about the future of the program? So it's still very, very important they put this together on the court. And as we did talk about, 
there's now extra work to be done as well in terms of how you figure this out and how you appease the lineup, how you make a lineup that can actually work for you and can win. And maybe you have some egos to appease here. Obviously, Dr. Johnson's not coming in to not get minutes and to be off the bench, even if that doesn't matter. So you got to figure things out. Well, one other thing about the future, uh, you, you brought that up, just brought that up and it got me thinking. It's very important for Pitt to... I like to engage your mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's tough to do with my mind. But <laughs> I don't know if uh, I want to get in there and know what's happening. Yeah, there, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very important that Pitt shows something in the future uh, right. in terms of being uh, a program uh, that can win because the WPIL, uh, this is, we, you know, we're usually talking about this with football, uh, not so much with basketball, but over the next two years, not this coming year, the following year, uh, the WPIL is putting out some uh, major uh, talent as far as uh, that national talent, not just guys that want to, you know, go to uh, stick around here. Teams around the country, uh, th there's four guys that already have pit offers um, from the WPIL that are sophomores now and freshmen. Uh, Pitt has to show the ability to win if they're going to want to try to keep those kids home. Um, yeah. Getting uh, Dior Johnson's big, though, because that 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 shows a lot to those kids. Yeah, but they, that, but that'll still, help. But kids yeah, want to win. Kids oh, 100%. 100%. And uh, if Pitt – if there's a little bit of excitement, the zoo starts buzzing, pit basketball becomes a thing. It's never, it's not going to become what it was, uh, right. you know, Dixon that soon. But if there's a little bit of a buzz and he's able to keep a couple of these uh, uh, local players home, uh, that's something to keep an eye on in the future because, uh, you know, I know they're recruiting them. They have offers. So do they have offers from a lot of other teams too. So, Pitt needs to win in order to have any shot at keeping those guys home. Yeah. And maybe a, another difference to football with the WPIL. It's not every year that you're going to have national recruits coming out in this area basketball wise. So it would be big for Pitt to be able to land one or two of them. And it does impact this program for the future. It always dependent on what happens this season. You can't really undercut it, Mike. I mean, th this season is maybe the most important season of Jeff Capel's life of his career and certainly a pit basketball in a very, very long time. We could talk about this all day. There's a lot more that's going to be out there to discuss. So some positive news we were able to talk yeah. about in terms of pit basketball and Jeff Capel. That's a plus for these kids to hear this and, and have that get out there as well. And Dior Johnson, the highest ranked recruit under Jeff Capel is now a member of the pit Panthers and factoring in with a lineup that includes Nellie Cummings and company. And of course, Nike Sabandi, uh, Ugly, etc., that are that are still in the fold. That'll do it for this edition of the show. Hit that subscribe button, comment below, and also find us on social media and at Pittsburgh Sports Now.